Time to pack the lunchbox, check the backpack, get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, it's a good day for singing this song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Well, hello yes, there. Good morning, good friend. Welcome to the show. It is 7.05, 5 after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show for a Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Is that right? It is. Can't it's, believe. Uh, it's Tuesday, Howard. Losing track of time this early in the week. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. It's going to be a good day today. We've got a lot of territory to cover this morning. Some good information, conversation, controversy. A little bit of fun we'll throw in the way. You can join us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line at 304-214-1600, or you can call us at 304-232-8255. Frio Stack Auction Service hotline open and available. 59 degrees right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 58 to the Highlands, 61 in Elm Grove. Didn't check with you, pal. What's our temperature here? We're up to 59. 59 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be another cloudy day, a high around 68. I just really felt gloomy yesterday. I mean, I'm talking about the weather. Just, just, just felt gloomy, didn't you think, yesterday? Well, I mean, we talked about it in the morning. I was kind of ready for it when we got out of here. I just accepted it that it was a fall morning and then a fall afternoon. And uh, I know I said yesterday I was going to get worse, Howard. I said I was accepting fall, but I'm, it just seemed so gloomy yesterday afternoon. But uh, it's going to be the same way today uh, and the same way all this week. Tomorrow, a little bit of rain. Well, every day, a little bit of rain in the morning. Uh, and then a cloudy day. Temperatures 68 to 70, roaming around there. By the weekend, might get into the 70s and sunny. Looks like the weekend's going to be uh, not all that bad. Um, what are we doing today? Ohio County Schools apologize, and an employee is gone in the wake of a tweet on their account that featured what some called questionable judgment. I'll have details for you shortly. Governor Justice finally did file his financial disclosure form. He has lots of assets, almost no income, and heavy debt. It is, uh, I would think, to an accountant, not a good balance sheet. Brad McElhinney in shortly to help us run those numbers. Across the country, Republican legislators in a variety of states are trying to toss out election officials who are already elected by the people, and in some cases, the legislature trying to disregard court orders so they can continue their hold on power. Zachary Roth is with the state's newsroom. They supply news to folks like the Ohio Capitol Journal and West Virginia Watch. He pulls this story together, comes in to talk to us about all of this. And our national correspondent, Tom Scateri, is in. We'll look at the latest political and international news, including the uh, rundown to the shutdown. Plus, Bob Slider on sports, Adam Fike on weather, Taylor Long in the Ohio Valley newsroom from WTRF-TV. But, Bob, only a couple days ago, I guess it might have been Friday, we were talking about one of your and my favorite shows, at least in its heyday, it was one of our favorite shows, and I'm talking about NCIS. I believe, help me if I'm wrong, I think the only actor who has been in the show since its beginning, 23 years ago, however, has now passed away. I think he's the only one left, right? It was a minor character, but a very important character, kind of set up the, the plot line uh, where they were going. But you're talking about Ducky. Uh, Ducky uh, checks out at uh, 90 years old. David McCollum 
whom I still identify as Ilya Kuryakin from the Man from Uncle back in the '60s and '70s. Uh, <coughs> he had a bit of a, of a movie career and a little bit of a stage career, but Ilya Kuryakin brought him to fame as that uh, g- g- sidekick to uh, Robert Vaughn's Napoleon Solo, and then he really probably became more popular now as Ducky uh, um, Donald. Mallard, as he would call himself, uh, the coroner, not the coroner, medical examiner. I think you would have to call that quite a long and successful career. I mean, you had a hit show in the uh, late, early, or middle to early, uh, middle to, let me see if I can get this right, middle to late 60s, had, right. a, had a huge show. Uh, didn't last very long, but like Howard said, it was called The Men from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. And it, it was a groundbreaker i mean people it was a cultural icon show at the time because what they did was they took off on the james bond right. craze and then they put it on on tv and it lasted for a couple of years but it was a hit show and then clear up to two, uh, 20, uh, 23 you have a hit show and you're 90 years old so uh pretty good career he came in to his own and Ilya kuryakin was the uh, hip young uh, almost hippie kind of guy you know with the beetle haircut and he was he was the youngster on the man from uncle and, of course, by the time he was uh, at, uh, on NCIS, he was the old guy, the authoritarian old voice of wisdom that uh, lived down in the basement in the medical examiner's room. I said, uh, when you and I talked this a couple weeks ago, or a few days ago, actually, he had really gotten, I mean, he was showing his age uh, on there. They kept him on, and I th- I'm glad they did, but he was on for like two or three minutes at a time, and he could barely hold that. I'm not sure, Howard, but I think that's what happens when you get to be 90. Yeah, yeah, he was You know, 90. just, you want to keep working. Uh, I don't want to keep working, but guys like that want to keep working. Uh, clear up till the very end. Died of natural causes, surrounded by his family. Good for him. Uh, 7-Eleven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Less fun story. Ohio County schools say they have accepted the resignation of an employee who uh, somehow co-mixed his personal looking at a meme on Twitter with the Ohio County School account, and it was really embarrassing for the Ohio County School. Some people have called it porn. Uh, it's not really porn. It may have been a porn website, but it's a uh, you know a big burly guy without a shirt on, and a uh, and a girl uh, who probably doesn't have a shirt on, but she's covering her top part. Um, and it just it looks like it came from a maybe even a dating site. I'm not sure. Here's what I know: is it was not appropriate for the Ohio County Schools. Uh, website. Um, if you were following this on Twitter or Facebook yesterday and the day before, a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, the Ohio County Schools got hold of it and they tracked the employee who was involved down, someone who had access to their Twitter account. And I, if I understand it, he, he, he had his own Twitter account open and their Twitter account open, and somehow what he was looking at got messed up there. That's something that scares the bejabbers out of me, is getting the wrong thing on the wrong place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to be careful with that. Now, Howard, you know a lot more about the story than I do. Uh, knowing what you know, were you surprised that the person was let go? The person resigned. I don't know if he's asked to resign, but he resigned, and no, I'm not. Now, a lot of people on, you know, on, 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 on Facebook and social media were saying, well, it's not that big a deal, and it's not. It's not really porn. Have you seen the pictures? Uh, one picture. Yeah, I mean, I well, that's really, that's really all there little, are. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, okay. I mean, I, I think she's probably naked, but I don't know. She's got her arms up covering the important parts, you know, 
and there's a big burly guy that doesn't have a shirt on. It's probably a dating site or a light porn site. Does that make any sense? It does. So tell me how this works, Howard. He, he makes the mistake. He thinks that's on his personal account, and then it goes out through to through, all the students? Through the Ohio County school site, yeah, exactly. No, we're talking elementary or just high school well, students? Well, it's, it's a public site, so it's on the Twitter site. So you have to be on Twitter or Facebook to see it. Um, but anybody can see it. I mean, it's open to the open open to the public. I have had that problem. No, nothing like this, please. Nothing like this. Be careful, Howard. But uh, I'm an administrator for our church website, and sometimes when I'm doing my church website work, I'll forget to switch back to my own profile, and so I'll post a political story or something, and the next thing you know, it shows up on the church website. I always catch myself, go back and get it off there because it doesn't belong there. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. And I, I can sympathize with the guy. He's out, you know, he's sitting around twiddling on Twitter. And the next thing you know, um, it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, look what I did. But um, the school system, the Ohio County Schools, tracked it down. They met with the uh, person involved. Uh, he has resigned. Again, whether he's asked to resign or whether he was he chose to resign, I don't know. But I'm, I have a feeling he may have chosen to resign. Now, listen, Howard, you're a, you're a technology guy. I'm not. Wouldn't you think today's age there would be something that would be like a blocker, a filter to go out on the high county system? Anybody could hack it, right? I mean, Well, also, I would – if I'm the guy that did this, if you realized it, Delete the delete it now. Get rid of it. No, get rid of that. Get rid of, you know. And if you're if you're an honest employee, delete it and say, oh my God, talk to call the boss and say, look, I made a terrible mistake, but I I, I took care of it as fast as I could. But it sat out there for several days. Ohio County Schools say this past weekend we learned an inappropriate social media meme was publicly accessible and viewable on our Twitter account. We regret that our students, their families, and the community could see this post. We apologize. As soon as we became aware, the meme was removed, but we recognized the harm had already occurred. We make no excuse for the incident. We take responsibility for the embarrassment created. We have determined the inappropriate meme was visible because a staff member, while long logged in using his county credentials, interacted with the original meme post. Ohio County Schools has met with the staff member who was responsible this individual has accepted responsibility for the inadvertent mistake and has resigned. Ohio County leadership does not condone such social media use by its staff. So um, it's probably going to be a one-day dust-up story. And, it, and again, this wasn't. It, several people had said, "Oh, look, it's porn! It's porn!" It may be porn. It may have been a porn site. I don't know. <coughs> but the pictures that were there weren't porn. They were just questionable pictures. But clearly, although one, one guy uh, on Facebook said, who at Ohio County Schools was drunk tweeting last night? <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it's just an embarrassment to the school system, that's all. And I couldn't help. I'm, so I'm skimming through the Twitter feed, and it's like, Richie Elementary School has been made a national blue ribbon school of honor. And uh, we want to congratulate our arts teachers who have received grants and awards and the students from the such and such group won an award at their, and then pops up half naked people. It's just it's just an embarrassment. But the employee has resigned. The school board has the school system has taken responsibility. School uh, board met last night. According to the Intel story this morning, they didn't talk about it. Just uh, didn't talk about it. 
So there you go. Um, staff member resigned, and the meme is down, and uh, it'll probably be a story for a while, and then it'll go away. Now, a story that never seems to go away is Governor Justice's financial situation. When last, when last we met, when we left the show yesterday, I reported to you that Governor Justice had not yet filed his Senate financial disclosure form. By the evening, Brad McLean had a copy of the Senate financial disclosure form, and he'll share that with us coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. What our children believe is just as important as what they know. In the Catholic schools of Ohio and Marshall counties, we believe faith, knowledge, discipline, and morals are more than just words. They are something unique that we practice in our classrooms every day. We challenge our students, not only academically, but in a way that enables them to grow into productive, faith-filled adults, an experience you can only find in a Catholic school. To find out more, call a Catholic school near you. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit. Building upon strong traditions. Pioneering medical care. Moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care. Right place. Right time. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Yeah, well, um, actually, it's not coming today. <laughs> it's going to be a cloudy day today with a high around 68, roaming right around 60, 59 at the airport, 58 at the Highland, 61 in Elm Grove, and 59 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. When Governor Justice, when Jim Justice uh, first ran for governor, he ran under the, uh, under the banner of the only billionaire in West Virginia, the richest man in the state. We have, of course, learned since then that's no longer true. Just yesterday, I ran down for you the uh, richest people in every state in West Virginia from the Forbes magazine this year. Brad Smith, the uh, president of Marshall University and former head of Intuit, uh, is now the richest man in West Virginia. He does not even hit a billion, $0.7 billion. But still, we've all been fascinated with Governor Justice's financial situation. And one thing that 
those of us who are geeky about this have been waiting for is his Senate financial report. Supposed to file it when you run for Senate. Uh, he took 151 days from the time he declared his campaign before finally filling out that form this week. Brad McElhenney had a chance to uh, take a look at it, go through it. Brad, anything in there surprise you? Well, not exactly, but, you know, I, I went into it wondering two broad things. One is, do the numbers match his persona mm-hmm. as a business guy, as, as the former only billionaire in the state? The, the second was, as a practical matter, he is running the U.S. Senate, and it seems those who recruited him might have been expecting that to some degree— He's a billionaire. He could be a self-funder. And is he actually able to? And in reading this report, you know, I've gone through it one time, skimmed it once, and read it more closely a second. My answer to both of those is no, that he does have significant assets, line after line after line, of in particular his family-owned businesses. And they have a great deal of value according to Justice's filing, some of them valued at more than $50 million. But you you go over to the next line on the forum, and in line after line, it is, what income is it producing? And inevitably, almost always, on on each of these, it says none. Justice's personal assets include checking accounts like Brad would have or, or like Howard would have. Very little money listed in those, which may be good news for justice when people in these court disputes when they come looking for the money, the money <laughs> yeah, when they come looking for it, yeah, exactly. And then there are there are significant debts as well, um, the kind that I just alluded to. Companies that uh, are in court against justice, and maybe he has made a personal guarantee on a loan, and so that is listed as a liability. And then finally, notably. And I'm sure we're going to get to this more broadly. There is there are there are two debts of one to five million dollars each. Apparently, loans from Bray Carey, the businessman, broadcaster, and current WVU Board of Governors member, who had been Justice's senior advisor, uh, one to five million dollars personally from Bray Carey, and then the Carey Foundation also provided one to five million dollars. It says when, August 31st, 2021, that that was a few weeks after Kerry left the Justice Administration, but it doesn't say why. And so, you know, that kind of encapsulates it. Why, if you are anywhere near West Virginia's richest person or a billionaire, why do you need to go to your political ally for a one to five million dollar loan? I want to talk about that a, a, a bit more. Let's let's go back to the so we everybody gets a sense of what we're talking about here. He has lots of assets, and those assets could have value, but only if he were to sell them. That's essentially what an asset is. Okay, it's worth something, but it's not worth something sitting there. And apparently, his assets are not income-producing assets. They're they're static assets. Am I right about that? That that is right. Uh, time after time after time, there there are two columns in this that that relate to income and 200 sometimes 
the, the word none is listed. So no, no income on asset after asset after asset. And his income uh, comes from his governor. I mean, so we don't get a lot of income from his businesses. Some, I, I assume some income is attributed to the businesses. I don't know, but but we don't get much there. He has his gubernatorial salary, which, of course, could someday be garnished. Uh, and I, it makes me chuckle, although it's appropriate. He put in his basketball salary, too. <laughs> you know, we waited and waited and waited for this, uh, this report, and I thought, honest to goodness, is it going to say in the end that he's just a basketball coach <laughs> and, and just leave it at that? <laughs> but he does, he does get, I think, $3,500 a year as the girls' basketball coach at Greenbrier East. Um, it's, it's a really interesting report. Um, it, 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 it verifies some of what we have been kind of getting in bits and pieces, and then it really raises some questions. The Bray Carey thing is absolutely fascinating to me that he would go to Bray Carey and, and, first of all, need a loan, and secondly, get a loan. Um, it also goes to show what a close connection apparently Bray Carey had. We knew he was a senior advisor and at one point had tried to uh, – uh, at one point he was just going to be a volunteer advisor until there was a big hub to do about that, and so he had got paid something. But um, they were pretty, it must have been closer than I realized for him to offer that, those big loans like that. Yes, and if you can get in the Wayback Machine with me and remember around 2015 when Kerry was on WOWK and I think other Next Star stations, he was the host of Decision Makers. Sure. And one of his regular things was taking justice, then a candidate, to task for not paying his debts, not paying his taxes. And you fast forward, who would have believed that he'd be the guy <laughs> providing – a million to five million dollars to justice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I as a human, I, I try to imagine. You know, how can I relate to this? And what I keep wondering is, how does that conversation go down? Like, hey, Bray, buddy, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I'm going to need some help if you'd be so willing. Yeah, you, well, you, you, got, uh, you, you, you got you got five million or something I could borrow for a little while. Yes. Incredible. It it does say that Kerry could call the loan at any time, and it's payable at ten percent more than than was loaned out. But you know the track record is not great for being paid back. I, I, I well, a few more things I wonder is why did Justice need that amount of money at that time? Because you know he's got these these companies that are saying, well, the justice businesses reneged on the terms of our financial agreement, and they're going after him for sums much more than that. So why this amount of money? And then from, from, from Bray Carey's point of view, is he just generous? Is he just a really nice guy? Is yeah. he the best kind of friend to have, no questions asked? I, I, I just don't know what went down or what the rationale was on either member of the party on that exchange your first point there is one that certainly i wondered okay what what did he need what did justice need the money for at that point in time i mean theoretically the businesses are at least operating and we do know he has lots of fines and and loans to pay back and so on i guess including including these now but okay so he goes to bray hey bray listen i need i'm, I'm a little short on cash can you help me 
But why, what, what was the money for? What was the need for the loan for? And I, I, I guess, no, we don't really get a sense of that um, uh, from, the, from this particular report. No, it, it merely says the, a, a window of the amount and then the date and who it's from and just the, the, the broadest description of the terms. But, you know, I mean, the, there have been com- companies coming after justice for literally hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. The, the personal guarantees uh, that Credit Suisse is coming after, uh, Carter Banks is coming after the justices personally for you know, major money. And this is, it's major money to Brad and Howard, the one to $5 million each, but it's not the same as that. And so there must've been something, I think relatively urgent at the time uh, that, that required either, either required a specific amount of money or justice said, Hey, I need, I need a little help. I need like $300 million in help. <laughs> and maybe what you say is, ah, uh, I can give, I you give you five. <laughs> I can give you five. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it is. It is really interesting to me. What's what did he need it for, Brad? This has only come out yesterday. Um, again, later in the day, actually, because as I mentioned, when I left the show yesterday morning, I was still talking about the report had not yet been filed. So, at some point during the day, he filed it, or at some point during the day, it became public. So there's not been a lot of time. But has there been any response from Alex Mooney or from the Democratic? Uh, leadership and uh, the Senate uh, Senate uh, campaign committee or anybody like that. There has not been specific reaction yet that I'm aware of, but I can tell you that that each of those sides, the, the Mooney campaign on the Republican primary side and national Democrats who may be going to bat for Joe Manchin, none of us know, but they were all waiting on this report because they, you know, they want to find out what it says. And in fairness, it, it can provide fodder for their justice ads. Club for Growth, on behalf of Mooney, is already putting out ads, mainly online, calling justice a, a deadbeat billionaire who won't pay his taxes. So I, I would anticipate that there will be response uh, today or as the week goes on. Uh, the other, you know, the other reporters who were watching this, myself, um, Stephen Adams, cranked out. If you're an Ogden newspaper reader, including the Wheeling newspaper, uh, Stephen's got a story uh, today. He works late into the evening. So so each of us was trying to glean what we can uh, from this report, which it, it came out about 530. I, I finally, while not expecting it yesterday because it was so late in the day, and I thought, is the government even open to upload it? <laughs> um, right. it notably... You know, justice was way past a couple of deadlines. It was originally supposed to be in by May 15th. Uh, He asked, the campaign asked for a 90-day extension. That led us to late August. Didn't get it in then. There was what they called a 30-day grace period, which meant that if you still got your report in within that 30 days, you wouldn't be fined. The, The end of that period was... This weekend into Monday, uh, the the Yom Kippur holiday makes matters a little bit confusing in the weekend about when it was truly due. But you finally you were going to be subjected to a pretty modest fine, two hundred dollars. This report makes me wonder if Justice can afford two hundred dollars. 
but but it was it was absolutely the last second if you wanted to avoid a fine to finally get this in. I I assume it was your story. I'm trying to remember. I, I think it's the only one I read in Stevens this morning, where um, justices uh, Roman Stoffer of them from his campaign kind of dodged the question of where the money is and basically just said, well, the governor's been a great governor and he's a good businessman and he's really done good things for the state. But the response from the governor's team has been, I thought it was a bit deflective of the actual question about what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, what do you say? <laughs> but, you know, I... It, well, you could say the boss is broke, but that probably doesn't work very well, so... Behind the scenes, my emailed question to Roman Stauffer, who is Justice's campaign manager, was simply, do you want to provide any comment? So I, I didn't get, you know, particularly detailed or confrontational with my question. And so that's what he provided, which was Governor Justice has created thousands of jobs and saved businesses like the Greenbrier Resort and kept companies open through tough economic times. I think that's one of the keys to what he's saying here is that's the bright side. Kept companies open in tough economic times. The, the, the less bright side is this report would show you that many of these companies are technically open, but not producing money. Right. Going back to the, the basis of this, as I said, he has lots of assets which are producing no income, but do have value. At some point, and I think at some point he even talked about this, at some point, in order to get himself whole, if that's the right word, or to bring himself up into a better financial position, he's going to have to unload some of these companies if he can, right? I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the financial solution? I'm not an accountant, or a, God knows I'm by no means a financial manager. Look at, look at my bank account. But um, isn't that really the ultimate issue he's going to have to come up with here, is, is unload some of the assets and get, unlock some of the value from them? Yes. And, you know, when, when the justice companies got really against it through their bad loan with Greensill, which then meant that Credit Suisse, the even bigger fish, was coming after them, part of the agreement that they worked out was that the justices would market their coal companies and, and potentially sell them. And then... A few months ago, when they they hired a company with expertise to, to market their companies for sale, that, that was a little bit of a blip on the news horizon. And it, it kind of co-mingled with Justice's Senate run. And, and he took a little bit of umbrage and said, I'm not selling them because I'm running for Senate. We've been talking about doing this all along. Well, you know, who knows what? They're, they're, they're obviously privately held. Who knows what discussions have been had? It doesn't appear that, that any or many of them have sold so far. And, you know, if you look at this and you see, well, it's $50 million in value, which you, you get taxed on that, right? But they don't bring in any income. Um, that is, I, I, I'm not sure what the case is for buying them. And you probably won't buy them at whatever the listed asset value is, even if they were purchased by somebody. Uh, at this moment, quite frankly, if somebody wants to look at these companies and buy them, and they look at that whole report, they're going to say, "Hey, this is a this is a distressed group of companies. Uh, I ain't paying the full value." I guess if you got, if I'm looking at your numbers correctly, if every asset he had was sold at their high end, he could get over a billion dollars. But that would 
that would be almost impossible. The other question is just I'm just wondering, and I, I, I think the question has been asked by others, was there any foreign investment of any kind in showing up in this? Not that I could see. You know, the, 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 the Democrats at the national level raised that question. Would you be able to see anything like that? And they were hitting on two points. One was that years ago, Justice sold the family coal companies to the Russian Russia. company Mikkel for, I'm, I'm going by memory here, but I think it was like a $500 million sale. And then later bought back the same companies for much less, $5 million. You know, you can see why at this point the Russians might have unloaded them. So there, there has always been a question surrounding that. What, what was that deal? What was the relationship? What, what went on there? Why was it $500 million on one end and $5 million on the other? And then the other issue of foreign investment was more recent. It was representatives of an, an arm of the Saudi government, Saudi Arabia, and its sports efforts, mostly live golf, having that tournament at the Greenbrier. And there was a little bit of mystery about, well, did Justice uh, meet with any of the Saudi representatives? Uh, what was the deal on uh, even renting out the Greenbrier? It, it comes as he seeks to be a member of the U.S. Senate. So were there any conversations that would lead you to think that there will be, you know, any quid pro quo or, or a relationship going forward? There was there was nothing like that that I could tell in this report. Uh, we'll keep watching, of course, also the, the, the financial reports for his campaign. Who are the donors? Where is the money going? Right. But I, I could not see any evidence at this point of, uh, any foreign influence in his dealings. All right, well, folks, can get the details at wvmetronews.com. You've got a good story there. I'm, you'll probably, I assume, be on with Hoppy sometime today to talk about this. And I appreciate you being with us here early in the morning because uh, it's, uh, it's, it, to me, it's a fascinating story. And a name from the past pops up. Bray Carey pops up. Amazing to me that, that's, <laughs> that he is in there. All right, Brad, I appreciate your time this morning. As always, thank you, my friend. We will talk to you again soon. Howard, if you're short on cash at your lunch at the Alpha, call Bray. <laughs> exactly. All right. Taylor Long is with us next. She's in the Ohio Valley News Center of WTRF-TV. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 26th. One of our local schools recently got one of the highest honors a school can get, and officials have been celebrating ever since. At last night's Ohio County Board of Education meeting, the board took some time to honor the teachers of Ritchie Elementary School for their efforts that allow Ritchie to be named a National Blue Ribbon School. Superintendent Kim Miller praised the teachers for their ability to instill pride within their students and said they have helped put Ritchie on the map. Principal Jordan also went over some of the details on the application process. He says he's proud to be a Hornet and that he may never stop wearing that Richie blue. And Peyton City Wildcats rallied outside Magnolia High School before the Wetzel County Board of Education meeting dressed in their signature green. Students, staff, parents and community members are no strangers to the idea of reconfiguration of Peyton City High School and Magnolia High School in New Martinsville. And many have been adamant in their arguments against this move. Students brought signs, others circled in prayer, and staff took to the podium to speak, hoping that the board would decide against the reconfiguration.
The decision to close Payton City High School and merge into Magnolia was not approved by the Board of Education members at this meeting. They are still gathering details, so stay with 7 News for more updates on this decision. And looking across the nation, residents of Maui are finally being allowed back to their properties following a devastating wildfire. Locals and business owners and some of the zones cleared by the EPA will be allowed to assess the destruction with escorts. Officials are providing protective equipment, including respirators and N95 masks. They warn people that neighborhoods will be unrecognizable. And at least 97 people were killed by the flames and smoke last month. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference conversations you care about with people you know this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe on wkkx and wvly brought to you by wvu medicine Seventeen of the hour watchdog morning show bob slider behind the board i'm howard monroe and uh in the Morning Meteorological Center, it is Adam Fike. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. It's, uh, Bob says I shouldn't complain because it's fall and that's the way it's going to be. I just felt yesterday was such a gloomy day and it's such a gloomy morning already. I feel gloomy. Yeah. I, I can't give you too much crap because I'm complaining about how much, how, how much. How tired I am this morning, so we're right there on the same boat together. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's just, it was just, yeah, I know it was, we, I mean, we had the forecast, we knew it was going to be cloudy and, and dark and not, and, and cool yesterday, but it just seemed, I don't know, the afternoon caught me, caught me unaware, it just seemed so gloomy as we were out driving around, and although it was dark when I came in, uh, it seems gloomy outside again, and it's going to stay gloomy most of the day, and quite frankly, a good bit of the week, right? Yeah, unfortunately, what we saw yesterday is pretty much what we're going to see both today, tomorrow. Thursday, though, we'll see more in the way of rain, so it's going to be that more yucky rather than just gloomy. But, hey, weekend, though, we'll be back to 70s. We'll be back to sunshine. Just have to get past that gloomy today through Thursday. Yeah, the weekend does look pretty good, sunny, and we'll be in the mid-70s, maybe, maybe pushing into the upper 70s, probably not close to 80, but at least in the mid to upper 70s. So. Can live with that. Meantime, it's just going to be uh, showers, uh, clouds, and uh, I guess is it. Uh, we have some thunderstorms somewhere in the forecast, right? Thursday, most of us won't see storms, but I can't rule out an isolated rumble of thunder. Maybe a couple, especially Thursday evening. Okay. 
So, uh, again, a couple of days of clouds and rain, and then, but the weekend, okay. The weekend will be okay. So if you want to make plans for the weekend, this would be a good weekend to go uh, do something. Or put up your Halloween decorations. Or, God help, some people might want to put up their Christmas decorations. I don't know. Nope. Nope? You're not going to do that? <laughs> nope. You don't skip the good holidays. Get through Halloween, then put up your, fall, then your Thanksgiving, and then Christmas after Thanksgiving. That's how my family does it. It's on Thanksgiving, we tear down Thanksgiving decorations and put up Christmas. Yeah. Stores will be selling selling us Christmas decorations pretty soon, though. I wouldn't be surprised to see those coming out pretty soon in the stores. Walmart already is, Howard. Oh, you're kidding me. There's already Christmas decorations up in Walmart. Well, you know, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Except no, we don't. Uh, my wife is still, you know, deciding what to get out for Halloween decorations and talking to my grandson about what's he want in the yard for Halloween, let alone. But we speed these seasons along. Once we get past the beginning of fall, we just rush, 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 rush all the way to and through, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day. And then we stand at the beginning of January and go, well, what the hell happened there? Where did it all go? Where did all those holidays? Those should have been fun holidays, and now we're looking the dreary rest of the winter because we rushed through them so much. I'm Howard, I'm a strong believer in having something to look forward to, but not too far. Like, I just try to take one holiday at a time. Halloween's in a month, so I'm looking forward to Halloween. Then Halloween, oh, it's time to think about Thanksgiving. But if you start Christmas right now, by the time we get to Christmas, you're going to be sick of Christmas. Yeah, you're right. So all you're of right. December is just going to be depressing. You're right. Do you uh, do you have Halloween decorations uh, up, out, or at least uh, some that you're thinking of? Not yet. I have them in my bin. I'll start to put those up here probably soon. I just have, like, all my leaves and happy fall right now. Halloween's <laughs> going to be coming up within the next couple of weeks. Happy fall. Okay. All right. I got you. I don't think we Falling have... fall? Yeah, I think my wife has maybe like a fall-like wreath on the door or something. We don't have anything particularly out yet, but we will. I, I love to decorate the yard, so we'll get all, we'll get the witches and the ghosts and the whatever and have them all out there come in the next few weeks getting ready for getting ready for Halloween. Are you a big Halloween fan? Yeah. Right now, where I am, not as much, but I'm excited to be a parent so I can feel. I mean, take candy for my children oh it's really theirs but just sneak a couple pieces here and there you're gonna uh you're gonna dress up and you know go out and collect candy through the neighborhood yourself i don't think people will be very happy with a 24 year old dressing up trying to take candy ah uh, maybe not maybe not <laughs> <laughs> all right 59 at the airport 58 at the highland 61 in elm grove and 59 here at the robinson Auto Group studios downtown wheeling in the heart of the ohio valley Mostly cloudy, high 68-ish or so today, and then uh, uh, kind of a couple of gloomy days with showers, maybe a thunderstorm, clouds up until well, the weekend, when the weekend turns nice. Adam, appreciate it very much this morning. Thank you, sir, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to you, Dem. Thank you. 748, it does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, we often hear from people far away, you know, who text us from where they are. Oftentimes, it's our friend Alan uh, from Neffs who doesn't seem to stay in Neffs very much. He's in, you know, all over the world. Uh, this morning, good morning, Howard and Bob, texting today from Queensbury, Scotland. Our friends Bill and Carol, who remember they brought us some food not too long ago. Brought some donuts. Yeah, yes. yeah. Good well, no donuts today because they're in Scotland, but uh, they're texting in. So thanks for listening. Thanks for texting. They, you, know, you listen all over the world using our watchdogradionetwork.com streaming services. It's a dozen before the hour. Mr. Slider's got sports. That's coming up.
Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1 AM 1600. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, realtor salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Senator Manchin still dropping hints, uh, except of the same hints he's been dropping now for six, eight months about what he may or may not do come election time. I'll take a look at what he told people in Texas recently uh, coming up. He also wants to get the dress code back in the U.S. Senate, so a little bit of Manchin conversation coming up in a bit. And Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, will be by in the next hour, he and I will talk about the government shutdown, the countdown to shutdown, and all the other political news of the morning. But right now, at 7.51, 9 before the hour, it is the co-host of Bear and Bob and Good Old Boys on Sports. It's Slider on Sports. Two Monday night football games last night, Howard. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he threw for one touchdown, ran for another, leading the Philadelphia Eagles to a 25-11 to win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And remaining undefeated, Hertz was 23 of 37 for 277 yards with two interceptions. Baker Mayfield completed 15 of 25 passes for 146 yards, one touchdown, and an interception for Tampa Bay. The Eagles joined the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins as the NFL's only undefeated teams after three weeks. In the second game, it was unknown if Cincinnati Bengal quarterback Joe Burrow would play or not. Well, he did play, and he led Cincinnati over the Los Angeles Rams 19-6. to Burrow finished the night 26 out of 49, passing for 259 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, and more importantly, did not re-injure that sore calf muscle. The Bengals pick up their first win of the season. They are now 1-2. and two. The Rams also drop to one win and two losses. Can I ask one of my stupid Howard is not a sports guy questions? Jump right in there, Howard. Um, 
is are two games on Monday Night Football going to be the norm now? I think we had it last week and again this week. I, I don't recall that. They don't do it every week. Uh, I would say occasionally, Howard, unless I'm missing something. Okay. Yeah, one starts like at uh, seven fifteen, and the other one about an hour after. For that. me, and maybe it's been doing that for the next twenty years, for all I know. But to me, that's that's new. I don't recall two. two I think games. it's a good idea because okay, you just never know what you're going to get football wise. It gives you two chances, I think, to have a good game. So one it's game a, is lousy. You can yeah, you turn it off, right? So. <laughs> Okay. All yeah, right. it makes a little bit of sense. Just a, Howard is too stupid in sports to know, so I thought I would ask you. No, no, no. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, for more football talk, for more, uh, maybe if you have a question or two, uh, and all local sports making news, don't forget to join the Pine Room podcast from 12 to 3 on the Watchdog Network. You can join Jub, Coach, Jared, and Matt. All those guys will be in studio today. The Pine Room boys, right here on the Watchdog Network from 12 to 3. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.54. Did you see where the uh, Fulton Dairy Queen is closing for for good? Forever, forever. No, what brought that on? Yeah, I, well, apparently the owner um, Denise Clayton is her name, according to the TV Seven story from Taylor Long. Uh, Denise Clayton says that you know she's she's had it in her family and she's been running it for uh, twenty years, and she's ready to retire. So that's she's, enough. She's ready to retire. Now, are they going to demolish the building, or is someone else going to go in there and, and run the Dairy Queen? It does not sound to me like it's going to stay as a Dairy Queen. It sounds to me like Dairy Queen in that spot is done. Now, what they'll do with the building, I don't know. Huh. And I suppose somebody could make an offer, I guess. I I, I haven't been there for a long time. Actually, did you and I stop by there Not maybe sometime in the past year? I think we did. I think uh, we did. Yeah. You know, occasionally we'll have a great lunch, but we need a little uh, ice cream uh, to go with it. Yeah, that. exactly. So, I, But I don't go there very often. We I live in the Grove, so we go to Dairy Queen in the Grove all the time, drive through there. Um, there's something about... I guess it's the nostalgia of it, right? It's just it's neat just walking up to the window and placing your order. Absolutely. And, Howard, uh, you remember all those really cool auctions we had this summer at the antique store over in Brookside? I do. We yeah. had like four or five of them. All, there was a bunch. You know what they're auctioning off now? What's that? They're auctioning off the building. Whoa. The, the antique store <laughs> itself is going on auction this Wednesday. The doors are open at 12. Get there at noon. Check it out real good. But the auction starts at 1 o'clock. And when I say 1 o'clock, clock bong yes jimmy and shane are prompt they are sharp i have watched that a few times where yes. it's like don't like, get there late if you watch the uh, clock tick 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 wong here we go here we go the address is 871 national road that's right on 40 so so it's a great opportunity it's a it's a older building garage in the back i've worked there uh, it's a two-story building and uh, check it out. So if you're looking for a, a business opportunity right there in Brookside, now is your opportunity this Wednesday, September 27th. Check it out at 12. Auction starts at 1 o'clock. And it, it is right on National Road. So if you want to just even just drive past and get a look at it, you can do that, right? And, you know, I, I guess this will probably be the de best description where it is. About three doors down from Sunny Boy. So there you go. Everybody knows Sunny Boy. So, all right, there you go. Uh, well, sell everything in it. What does what does Jim say? Sometimes we sell the earth and everything, and on everything it. on it, and everything <laughs> everything in the building, and then the building. <laughs> we sell everything in the building, and then we sell the building. So uh, that and that's going to be an actual on-premise auction, right? That's not an online auction. No, no. You show up there, and that's where the auction is. Doors are open at noon. I did find my notes here. Thank you for reminding me about that, by the way. Uh, doors open at noon today uh, on Wednesday, uh, which tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow, auction. To See, I'm losing track. Tomorrow is Wednesday, right? Tomorrow is Wednesday. Because today is Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. 
because last night plenty was, of time because last night was Monday Night Football. Okay, I got it now. Uh, doors open at noon tomorrow. Auction is at one o'clock. As Bob said, um, these auctions are straight up. One o'clock means one o'clock. Don't show up at one o three and expect to see place your bid no and seriously if you know anybody that's contemplating a business this is a great great location it is a good location and uh you know auctions like this you might just find yourself into a, a fantastic opportunity you know right down the right straight down there on national road uh prime spot in that lansing valley area bridgeport uh, lansing all those areas uh perfect uh, location looks like it's got a, a handicapped accessible ramp there look at the picture of it um so yeah, it would, uh, if you're thinking about a business of some kind and, and the Lansing Valley, uh, Bridgeport area, someplace you think you'd like to have that business, by all means, uh, this could be your place. This could be your place. So, all right, very good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. <laughs> Sometimes my mind isn't working the way it used to be anymore. And I am so, I am so tired anymore. I think you said too, you get to, you you sleep a lot like I do anymore, right? Yeah, but my biggest problem is I just don't have a, a permanent disciplined sleep time. Like I went to bed, I think it was before seven last night. I just went to bed and I thought, okay, I'll wake up around midnight. I'll get some work done. Nah, I slept till like 4.30 this morning, Howard. Yeah, I, I am prepared. I'm just, I'm dozing all day long. When I get done with the office, uh, unless I have something to do or go to lunch or something, I... I go home and immediately it's. Yeah, but you know the other clue is there, Howard. The seasons are changing, and I yeah. know that's always been something to me. I would find myself napping, get warm with that blanket oh, that you, that you didn't blanket. have. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're going to go to sleep, Howard. Yep. I wrap the blanket around me, and then my wife gets upset because I wrap the blanket around me. Then I turn the fan on, so I like to be nice and warm while the cool air is blowing over me, and take a nap. And then I know it's embarrassing. I get up to eat, and then I'm right back to sleep again. Watch maybe an hour of TV and in the midst of watching TV. Me, 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 me. And then, of course, it's bedtime, right? And now I'm wide awake. Now what do I do? It's now, bedtime and I can't get to sleep. That's right. Now I'm wide awake. What do I do? Get ready for bed. Get into the into the bedroom and sit there and stare at the wall. So I got you're right. I got to get myself on a better on a, on a better schedule. All right, coming up next hour, Tom Scateri is going to join us, The uh, our national correspondent, lots of politics to talk about, including the countdown to the shutdown. Uh, and coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Zachary Roth, who's written an article for, well, the Ohio Capitol Journal, the uh, West Virginia Watch, several of these folks who are associated with a group called the, the, the uh, States Newsroom about how some states are trying to essentially get rid of elected officials so they can control the... Um, political process themselves. That's coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Right now, ABC uh, maybe covers the world. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. President Biden traveling to a Ford assembly plant in Wayne, Michigan today to walk alongside members of the United Auto Workers who are striking Detroit's Big Three. ABC White House correspondent Karen Travers says he'll be making history when he does it, too. 
The White House says President Biden wants to be the most pro-union president in history. And today he'll show his support in person to UAW auto workers on strike in Michigan. It's an historic move by Mr. Biden, thought to be the first time that a sitting president joins a union picket line. On Monday, he told reporters auto workers gave up a, quote, incredible amount when the auto industry was failing and they should now reap the rewards of the turnaround. Take a look at the significant increase in salaries for the executives and they should benefit from. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The deal has been made. The pickets are suspended. Hollywood Writer is on the verge of getting back to work. The Writers' Union's governing boards will vote on the tentative agreement that was struck with the producers. Then the writers themselves will vote. The clock continuing to tick toward a government shutdown. A small group of Republicans refusing to go along with a stopgap measure that would keep the lights on past this weekend. The relatives of 23 people murdered in a rapist rampage in a Texas Walmart store four years ago, finding some justice in a federal hearing on Monday. Patrick Crucius is to pay five and a half million dollars to those most directly affected by his actions at the El Paso Walmart in 2019. New Justice Department rules automatically divert 75 percent of money sent to inmates to victim restitution. Monday's court decision may be cold comfort to the families of those Crucius killed, as he's unlikely to collect nearly enough to meet his obligation. That's ABC's Jim Ryan in Dallas. The Defense Department calling for a major initiative to support the education system. Science, technology, education and math. The U.S. military has been raising security alarms about American students' low scores in that. You're listening to ABC News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez turning back the growing calls to resign after his indictment on bribery charges. Speaking publicly for the first time since his indictment last week, Senator Bob Menendez doubling down on his innocence. I firmly believe that when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. Federal prosecutors allege Menendez used his influence to benefit three New Jersey businessmen and increase U.S. support for Egypt in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, gold bars, lavish gifts, and more. The indictment also charging his wife, Nadine. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. New worries about more violence in the Middle East. Israel bracing for more protests along the Gaza border after several days of violent clashes left dozens of Gazans injured and acres of Israeli farmland torched. The Israeli army carrying out airstrikes late Monday for the third day in a row, hitting what it called Hamas terror targets. The militant group reviving Palestinian border protests and what appears to be a pressure tactic on Israel to open the border and on Qatar 